I V M. Let's go. Your tune really sucks. You sing it. That was horrible. That was I don't know funny. what I did. That was so much. I was just under too much pressure. <laughs> Welcome to episode 52 of the Edges and Sliders Cricket Podcast. It is an exciting time for us to be joining you guys. The IPL is alive and kicking. We are three games in at the time of recording this episode. Three really interesting results. I think one game didn't quite go as excitingly as we'd hoped. Two a lot more exciting matches. We will get right into right into all the details and share everything with you. But first, this is Ashwin, your host this week in, from Cincinnati. Joining me live and in person is my brother Varun, and then DJ, as always, is joining us from London. So. Guys, very very exciting. We've been it feels like we've been waiting for the IPLs for about 11 months maybe since the last one ended, even though this one started in March, which is earlier than normal. So really exciting stuff. We're going to just talk through basically each of the three games and then as we mentioned before, we have eight episodes lined up over the next eight weeks that will be or sorry, one has a fan from each team so that we can do a little bit of a discussion on each team. And of course, since all three of us are Delhi fans, we decided this one would be the Delhi Capital special episode. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Varun, let's come to you first and ask a little bit about the first match that happened. So the first match of the IPL was CSK versus RCB. A little bit of a strange start to the tournament, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely, especially given all the hype around it and Dhoni versus Kohli and I think I think all of us were just too excited. I mean, firstly, I have to say this is genuinely the best time of the year. Ashwin and I were talking yesterday, and this is the first time I'm starting the IPL in the US. So to wake up early morning and watch it, it was almost uh, like comparing it to a Christmas morning. That that that's 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 the kind of feeling we were getting. But yeah, I think coming to the first game, it it was um it, it was it was a good it was a good build up. But I think I didn't realize that. See the the last time RCB actually beat CSK, I think Ashwin was telling me was ten years ago in in Chennai. Yeah, in Chennai, yeah. and I think that the stat that was pretty amazing was that the last time RCB beat Chennai in Chennai, WhatsApp wasn't even around, right? So we read that on Twitter. So that's pretty crazy. But um, but overall, I think Kohli spoke about it. The fact that uh, you know he's made some bad decisions in the past, or or not bad decisions, but certain decisions have caused them to lead into. how they have at the ipl and i just think that's kind of what followed in yesterday's game as well i don't want to run through too much detail but rcb 70 all out kohli abd seemed felt like a similar story as we researched more we saw uh, rcb has got some of the lowest totals ever in ipl history and for me what just kind of calls out and sums up the match is the way dhoni read the pitch and he got his slower bowlers to bowl and kohli basically didn't even have any slower bowlers to play so overall disappointing start but um, yeah the ipl is here and i was excited nonetheless so dj let me ask you really quickly from a bangalore standpoint i mean it seems like and like last week i predicted they'll end up in my in the final four so it's not looking great for me so far but it feels like just more of the same right kohli in the at the helm kohli and de villiers on paper just a rock solid batting lineup but then 70 all out so what happened here exactly i have to say it was a bit of a damn squib of a start to the ipl i was super pumped about it i went over to another friend's house and i was like buzzing before the game started and then it just kind of unraveled so quickly and it was really i mean it was really 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 sad and disappointing as a start to the ipl so it didn't really feel like the ipl had started yesterday but rcb i mean they've been such a strange team they've full of a lot of individuals not really playing as a team and i think that's i mean it's cost them in the last uh, 11 seasons they've never actually won the ipl 
and it cost them again yesterday and as varun pointed out dhoni read the pitch brilliantly there's a lot to, to be said about the pitch and whether it was good for t20 cricket and whether you should be producing pitches for entertainment rather than you could see that happening in a test match but for a t20 game is 120 or 100 a score that the people want to be watching i don't know so that's a separate debate but rcb didn't, didn't really quite get going and once de villiers and kohli went i mean there, there isn't really very much in terms of um, fight in that team and dj has given us the line for this week as well i think he said damn squib yeah. so hell from leather i can't remember the li- there was something one. in between and now we have damn squib damn, yeah. damn squib dj i don't know if you're purposely doing this or you're coming up with it on the spot but it's great we should have a section where, where i do one cricketing expression every week yeah that's perfect let's do that yeah okay yeah so it's so a pretty disappointing first match i think let's chat quickly a little bit about the pitch so varun it, one match doesn't make a season obviously but we were ch- chatting about this yesterday during the game and dhoni has nine bowling options including like bravo and watson and kedar and like not not necessarily bad bowling options maybe rainer's the weakest of the lot but nine bowling options is that going to be a huge asset for csk moving across the different various different cities knowing what kind of pitches can show up absolutely and let me just add also that i think ambati is the most useless in the team because he's the only <laughs> guy who can uh, has a very simple role but yeah i think it is definitely going to help we know dhoni likes to uh, use his bowlers differently in fact bravo literally bowled only one ball yesterday and we know that he is the guy who can end off an innings well so yeah i think uh, csk just looks the team again to beat this season i'm really surprised they actually picked raidu as the useless guy and given that kedar is actually in the csk team but anyway yeah kedar i'm just looking at it you know if you had an access and you looked at what facets people have can they bat can they bowl and i mean let's be honest kedar is india's greatest all-rounder after kapil dev right For even sure. the rankings say that everything so um kedar is india's greatest all-rounder <laughs> you heard it here first time you've been saying it for weeks yeah right? you've been saying he should bat open the batting open the bowling too absolutely <laughs> okay so just to just to wrap up on that match uh, varun let me ask you as we come to kind of the, the the next few stages of the tournament what what should what does rcb need to do differently or what are you going to you know if you're kohli what are you doing now in the dressing room this is the 11th or 12th this is the 12th time this is starting to happen i don't know i think it's too early it, it's just too early right now to be able to say what what they need to do differently but i think they just they need to calm down a bit they need to probably play as a team more they need to have certain belief in themselves because they were all individuals with great ability but I think sometimes what happens is you look towards AB and Kohli to win you the game and and cricket or any sport doesn't work that way. So I think maybe if the Ambani's call them home for a team bonding session maybe RCB could uh, could go to their house and have a great team bonding treasure hunt and roller coaster ride. That sounds like the solution and then they can make a documentary. <laughs> they can't go to the Malaya house now that's the problem that's why they're not winning. That's anything. the issue. Yeah, maybe they go to the Malia, the brewery. I can't remember what it's called, but maybe they just. The Malia House has been sold. <laughs> Malia yeah. House has been sold, but does Malia still own the franchise? No, no, right? Yeah, I don't know. It makes me wonder how do how does Kohli get paid? Somehow, but he's definitely getting paid. If you watch Hotstar enough, you'll realize he's become a mega icon. So he's definitely getting paid. Don't even start me about Hotstar, man. They like forty minutes of the Delhi match is lost, but anyway. I'm not going to get started on what stuff. Let let's avoid that tangent and stay focused on the IPL. So, pretty disappointing first match first day I think as we moved into Saturday the double header. I'm sorry, Sunday is the double header which we're actually at the time of recording that has just wrapped up. The first match was Hyderabad versus KKR. So, interesting result. I think there was a point uh, you know, Hyderabad batted first, put a pretty decent total on Davy Warner came back to 
form 85 i think he made deserved a century just fell a little bit short and then it looked like kkr was done and dusted and suddenly out of nowhere came the man andre russell and just took the game to a whole different level so dj do you want to walk us through uh, you know the match in general highlights and how you felt yeah sure so there was a great opening partnership from dave warner as well as johnny best who was playing because kane williamson wasn't playing cuz he's got an injury so he was out so johnny best took the gloves as well as taking the overseas spot and warner and him put on 100 plus for the opening partnership he was going going really well and then piyush chavla broke that partnership as i pointed out he's in line for the purple cap according to me but anyway moving on <laughs> he took the first wicket of this of the, the the match right first kkr wicket of this year's ipl i think correct and johnny bester was bowled by chavla and then vijay shankar came out and played a nice little knock of 40 so that's going to do no harm to his world cup chances Yusuf Pathan was uh, pretty pointless in his short innings. He but was pretty appalling, man. But in line with expectations, pretty much, right? Like to make one run and get bowled and then drop a big catch in the field. That's pretty much what we expect from him. I mean, he got a doll, like firstly a dolly in the field for a catch, and and it was just, I don't know who remember who it was. It was, it was a Uttapa. pretty important Uttapa. catch. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he got a straight ball that didn't do anything, <laughs> and he missed completely. So he's staying completely true to his brand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah so Pathan I mean he's I think he's just expecting bowlers to bowl short at him so he's actually lost out on his strength usually like 5 years ago 6 years ago he would have just hit that ball out of the park right because yeah. anything in his half just used to go out of the park it feels like he's he's like I made the comment about Stuart Binney where being past his prime which of course you then to proceeded to tell me he's never been in his prime but <laughs> I think Pathan really truly is past his prime and I think we've been saying it for a couple of years the challenge is I don't know enough about Hyderabad's squad or depth but I don't know if they have a good replacement and the, ch- the the challenge is they can leave him out and he's going to come good one in every seven games and so it seems to have worked for them so far that 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 sort of success rate let me just tell you deepak hooda didn't bat shakib al hasan didn't bat rashid khan who scored 34 of 10 balls last year against the same opposition didn't bat so i don't know why they were sending yusuf or maybe they thought he's going to do a miracle or whatever anyway let's move on from yusuf i think and then the kkr innings was um it was kind of guided very well by nitish rana who was a surprise opening package cuz uh, sunil narin injured his finger so he didn't actually come out to open the batting nitish rana opened the batting he batted quite nicely for 60 odd of uh, 40 odd balls so that was a nice kind of anchor innings and then that just set the thing up for andre russell to just come out and tee off he scored 49 in 19 balls and took everyone to the cleaners including one of the best bowlers that india has bhuvneshwar kumar went out of the park constantly shubman gil shubman gil pitched in with 18 of 10 and kkr just came from nowhere and won the game with two balls to spare which is just a fantastic performance and i felt that that should have been the opener to the ipl because that's when i felt like the ipl is back and it's it's here the first game as i said was a bit disappointing the second game was amazing and back to yashwin yeah i think much needed having come after that first game but let me ask you about the hyderabad game really quickly bhuvneshwar kumar had to step in and be skipper we talked about this a little bit where you said hey i'm not sure if warner's going to come back and be captain or not or i we sorry dj and i talked about it last week but from my perspective didn't feel like bhuvi had a great outing as skipper a few fielding positions that i would have maybe done differently a few choices like shakib al hasan being saved for the 20th over it turned out to be irrelevant but your thoughts on that how was his first starting and how do you think he manages in a squad that has both warner and shakib who've both been captains before 
Yeah, so I I'm I personally don't want to read too much into that because Bhuvi is not he was he was never in contention for a captain role. I don't think he's in a leadership role. So I think it's a little bit unfair to to, to question his captaincy. I think what happened is what happens with Warner is that it's very clear that Warner deserves to play, but it's also very clear that Warner is never going to be put in a leadership position. So Bhuvi kind of just had to step up and. Um, I also want to say, I think when, when somebody like Russell plays like that, no captain uh, can be able to set a field for the way he played. I mean, he changed the whole game in like three balls, the entire momentum. Um, what I do want to say, though, is like Warner, man, he was so good. He just came, put on that orange jersey and just was ready to go from the first ball. Felt like he never left. Almost. Yeah, it, it really did. It felt like he's never left. In fact, Ashwin and I were discussing um, how come he's not playing for Australia. And, and that's when we realized the IPL is actually, it's not April, it's March. Because Warner's ban officially ends on 29th March. And so he has another five days to go. I I personally, I'm not sure if Australia will call him for the series. But uh, maybe IPL is the right practice for him as well. But yeah, it was just amazing to see Warner. But we still hate him, right? Oh, I, we absolutely hate him. But I think I'm now starting to get scared. If Smith performs tomorrow, if Stark comes back, if Warner uh, bats the way he does, this is a pretty scary proposition. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I think more and more DJ may get closer and closer to having to regret his words that were that Australia has absolutely no chance this zero. World Cup. Zero. He used the word zero. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. DJ, are you going to change that prediction or are you going to double down again? Are you going to go to double zero? Double zero. I'm going to triple down on it because I've already doubled down on it. I mean, it's not it's not looking good, right, for for non-Australian fans. I mean, they're coming back all of a sudden and they're striking form at the right time. So, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, India India plays Australia June 9th. So, of course, we'll be covering lots to do with the World Cup. And, it, you know, it's going to be a very exciting next and, six to eight weeks. Yeah. And just as we're speaking, like literally... Two minutes ago, Australia has just won the second ODI against Pakistan by eight wickets. Pakistan was 284 for seven. They chased it down 285 for two with two and a half overs to go. Do you know who? Do we know who actually would have to get the runs for Australia? Yeah, Finch 155, Khwaja 88. Um, so, so Finch, after all that bad form, suddenly the timing, if it clicks, it's pretty cool. Has, does any of you know, has Aaron Finch been picked up by any of the IPL franchises this year or was he not? Or did he take his name out of contention? I am not mm-hmm. sure, to be honest. I think I, I think, think, there's, out, I think yeah. there's no Maxwell, there's no Finch. They want to focus on the uh, the World Cup. Yeah, so it might be a good call for Australia. So, anyway, guys, lots of good discussion. I think two interesting matches so far. We're most obviously excited to talk about match three, which was Mumbai versus the newly named Delhi Capitals. But we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back right after this and continue on to talking about the third match. And now for a message from this week's sponsor of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast, Anchor. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When the three of us started on this journey, we really didn't know where to begin, but the solution was all in one place, Anchor. It's free, it's easy, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. You can record, you can edit, and best of all, they'll distribute your podcast everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention, you can even make some money from your podcast by recording ads just like this one. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Thanks for listening. Here's a message from this week's sponsor of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. Beach Too Sandy, Water Too Wet is a comedy podcast featuring siblings Christine and Alex who read one-star reviews they can find on the internet of anything and everything. Written by real people with not-so-real problems. From bad reviews of grocery stores in Ohio 
to strip clubs in Vegas, Alex and Christine read you some of the worst reviews in the most dramatic ways possible. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can also find them on all social media platforms at Beach2Sandy. Thanks for listening. All right, we're back. Guys, the match that we've all been excited about and excited to talk about. Delhi Capitals, newly named, took on the Mumbai Indians in the Wankhede. And as you know, as of a few minutes ago, at the time of recording this, they've shown up victorious, I think, so one by 30-something runs. Really, really good result. Varun, let me start with you. Just how are you feeling? Feeling great. I mean, uh, every year we started off by saying this is our year. This is the year we feel it can change. But as Kevin Peterson said, it's a new year, a new season, a new team, a new team name, a new jersey. So lots of newness. Let's just hope we don't fall back into the old ways. DJ, what was your highlight of the match? I mean, there was quite a few things that went well from Delhi's way. First, it was the the top top order performance, both from Dhawan and Ingram. And then, of course, Rishabh Pant at the end. I mean, I remember like we were messaging each other, but the, the dread that starts to set in when Prithvi Shaw gets out quickly and then Ayer got out soon after. But what was your highlight of the match? I think it's undoubtedly Rishabh Pant's batting and particularly his first six that he hit off Bumrah. I think that that's going to be one of the shots of the IPL. To hit one of the world's best bowlers for six. And when Pant came in, his first four balls were like dot balls and he two-ended one and Kevin Peterson was on commentary and he was going on about how this guy's got only two gears and this and that. He's either hitting completely blocked up or he goes completely mad. And then when he started freeing up, I mean, what an innings and a complete match winner. He's done his chances at number four for India. No, No harm at all with that innings. And if you remember last time around that he played the Mumbai Indians, he got a 50 as well. So, Rishabh Pant's innings, I think, was definitely the highlight. Plus, his stumping of Mitch McLennigan at the end. And I think they may have got, that may have gone unnoticed of Tevatia. But I thought that was really quick work. It looks like he's really working hard on his keeping. There was quite a Dhoni-esque no-give in the hands and a very, very quick stumping of Mitch McLennigan. So, I am quite enjoying Rishabh Pant at the moment. Yeah. And and what I was saying is, I mean, look, he's clearly not going to keep for India in the next two three months, but um, he does look like a long term prospect for for wicket keeping for the country. And I think the IPL is great. Just imagine, um, Rishabh Pant is actually keeping against the world's top three Test bowlers in one team. Rabada, Bolt, and Ishan Sharma. So from an experience perspective, um, it, it really can't get better than this. Yeah, and somebody, I mean, somebody tweeted at us as well saying this is an incredible test bowling lineup from a fast bowler standpoint. I think it remains to be seen if they can continue on and transfer that form and the skill over to T20 cricket. So let's let's double click a little bit more on the match. Delhi batted first. You know, Varun, let me ask you, top order, I think uh, we saw Shaw walk out with Dhawan. Pretty exciting to have seen that. But then Shaw obviously perished to a, you know, going for a big uh, uh, like off drive or cover drive of Mitch McLenahan, edged it to Quinton de Kock. And then Dhawan basically played the role we've been saying he was brought yeah. to play, right? So 40 of 30-odd balls. Absolutely. And both of us were discussing this, that um, Ashwin said at the start of the innings that Dhawan is basically going to make 40 of 30 balls and you're going to anchor the innings while everyone else plays around him. And that's exactly what happened. So very clear. For the first time, I think it's very clear thinking from um, the Delhi Capitals, not Daredevils, uh, team perspective. And what I really like is... I think with Shaw, Ayer and Pant, I think you need somebody who's 
10 years more experience to just talk them through, especially when they're batting. You saw it a little bit with Shaw. I think we definitely saw it with Pant. When Pant came in, I don't know what he was doing for the first four balls. In fact, I was very put off. And I was um, I was ready to say that, you know, yeah, this this is this is the reason he doesn't deserve to play for India in the next two months. And But you could see Shikhar going, sorry, Shekhar going to him <laughs> at every opportunity and telling him to calm down. I think plus the fact that Dada is in the dressing room and can call him Shekhar now every day is probably going to help the team morale as well. I think that's probably the, the, the most important thing is we all saw Dada come out during the match and give an interview and it was just something great about seeing him in, uh, in Delhi colours. Dude, but what about this jersey, man? The jersey doesn't actually look too bad, by the way. Nice. Yeah, but I can't tell because today there were like 40 people on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Blue, Once so the, against Chennai, we'll be able to tell. But Colin Ingram's the baby blue helmet also looked pretty nice. Man. Dude, Ingram so, rocked it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about the bowling performance. And then after that, I want to spend some time talking about kind of Delhi as a side in the future and the next few games. So, DJ, let me just ask you from a bowling standpoint. You know, on the one hand, you could say good win, 37-run victory. On the other hand, you could say they still gave to they still gave away 176 runs. So, how are you feeling about the bowling performance in general, and what was your any standouts for you? So, I think I was pretty pleased with the bowling generally. What I was upset about was the fielding because I thought we were sloppy. There were a few misfields early on. There was one misfield from Shikhar in particular, which allowed Yuvraj to get going. It was, I think, the first ball of Aksar's spell. So, we need to cut that kind of sloppiness out of our game, really. And there was there was some good catching. So that was that was a good sign. Uh, the bowling, I really enjoyed watching Rabada. I mean, him bowling at 150 clicks is just something else. And I was hoping to see more of him against Yuvraj because I think he would have just completely knocked Yuvraj over. Uh, so good bowling performance. Devatiya seems like a useful spinner as well. Uh, so I think he may come into more uh, more prominence as the tournament goes on and the pitches get slower and start taking more turn. Bolt and Rabada, obviously, class performers. Ishan Sharma was a surprise package, so he did pretty well. He took the first wicket and he, he did pretty well. And he looked up for it. Um, he, he looked like he really wanted to make a point. And I think he's been quoted in the press as saying he's looking at this IPL as an opportunity to put his hand up for the World Cup. So we'll have to wait and watch whether he actually comes back into the limited overs reckoning. I don't see it happening. But glad to see him back at his home franchise, so to speak. He, he's from Delhi originally. I think he captains their Ranji team. So I think the Delhi Capitals picking him up is 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 good. And it, it is a great pace attack. And Akshar, mm, I'm not 100% sure about the role of a finger spinner in today's T20 sides. Maybe he's seen as a little bit of a bowler who can bat as well. And we're looking to add a little bit of depth to our batting with him. But... I think he lacks a little bit on the bowling front, but Tewatiya might kind of take over that role from him, I suspect. So just before we get a little bit more depth in-depth into the Delhi and how we got here in the squad, etc., I want to wrap up with this match just chatting a little bit about the Mumbai side. So gave away 213 runs. Every single bowler who bowled had an economy rate higher than 10 and just weren't able to chase it down. I mean, Yuvraj Singh, similar to Pant, started off looking very, very scratchy. Looked like he was really struggling against the pace, but ended up at 53, so pretty good knock in the end. Uh, how you know, Varun, it's early. We know from the documentary and from the from history that Mumbai has, have historically been slow starters. I think six years in a row, they haven't won their first game. But is, are these ominous signs for Mumbai, or do you just expect Rohit to come perform and them to bounce back pretty quickly? No, I, I think they'll bounce back pretty quickly. I think they, ha- they do have one of the best sides in the IPL, a strong Indian core uh, with, with Bumrah, 
and the two Pandya brothers and Rohit Sharma. I think Quinton de Kock is a, an amazing batsman. And so his entry into the team will really boost them. You've got Pollard uh, down there in the middle. Surya Kumar Yadav had a great IPL. So I, I think it'll come together. Um, I just hope they haven't watched the last documentary too many times and, and been put off with the whole thing. But I think it will come together soon. DJ, what is Ms. Ambani saying in the dressing room right now? I thought they should have promoted Akash and her to come up the order today to give some motivation to the team. Just come out and have a little knock, get a 50-run partnership together. Since they're so into their cricket, man. I don't know what they're, up to, what they're going to be saying. I mean, I find it absurd that they're in the, uh, in the dressing room in the first place. So, they're naturally, I think, going to be quite disappointed. And the players have to think about themselves. <laughs> Fair, fair, fair enough. Um, Varun, last question for you on a more serious note. Which, uh, which Akash is more annoying during the IPL? Is Chopra or Ambani? That's a tough one, man, because Chopra is in your face. <laughs> but Ambani is definitely more uh, irritating. I- I'm going to go with Ambani, mainly because in the off chance that we do in the future sometime have an opportunity to chat with Akash Chopra. I really don't want him to hear this and the pocket squares and dressed like a shadi. It's too much. So, I'm going to go with Ambani. DJ, same same or different answer? I don't see enough of Ambani, I think, in the IPL itself. And was Akash Chopra actually commenting today on the DDMI game? You had to go to the Hotstart Hindi feed, which was also pretty fascinating because we're starting to realize there was a glitch with the English commentary for us for a bit. So, we went to the Hindi feed. And it's pretty fascinating because it's almost all English words just written in Hindi. They're written free hit and run rate. And there was there was one great sentence that they spoke in the Hindi commentary, which was batsman ki hand-eye coordination achi thi. Now, is that a Hindi sentence or an English sentence? It's because more, more batsman, than 50% English. And I coordination, more than 50% were English words. Then we were thinking of what's the Hindi version of it. And we could just come up with Hath or Aak ka melan. <laughs> which basically means the hand and I are together. Yeah. Together, which is not the same as coordination. But anyway. So there was a point at which Sanjay Manjarekar, I think, slipped into Hindi commentary. So he got his tints mixed up. Yeah, yeah he yeah. started in Hindi. I mean, there's a few commentators. You notice Manjarekar, Gavaskar, and I actually think, I think it's just the two of them who seem like they're always commentating because as soon as they leave the English room, they go to the Hindi room and then they come back. And def- Manjrika definitely forgot which room he was in after the over, started speaking in Hindi and then paused. Somebody tapped him on the shoulder or he looked over and saw Hayden across from yeah. him looking confused. <laughs> Hayden's like, kya kar rahe ho, yeah? <laughs> um, yeah. So it was entertaining. Good, good start to the, the IPL overall. Guys, I want to talk a little bit more about Delhi and let's get some of your thoughts. So, Varun, let's start with you. Would we? Is this is this the eleven for you this year? I, I'm 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 not sure. I think I I was very disappointed that um, Sandeep Lamichane was left out. I I think he's been kind of what wreaking havoc on leagues all over the world, and at the IPL in India for him to not play was very disappointing to me. Having said that, I think uh, I think Rabada and Bolt. Um, are needed. I think Ingram is needed. So, I think the only person who's going to end up switching a little bit is Kimo Paul. Um, and and let, me, let me put it this way. I think this was the right starting eleven to play because you needed a backup um, hitter and that has kind of been Delhi's problem as well. So, I would like to see Sandeep playing a little bit more. I think people like Munro are going to have a tough time in this um, in this eleven. And I don't know, Ashwin, what are your thoughts on Sherfain 
Rutherford. Yeah, so the the big hitting West Indian all rounder as well. I think Kimo Paul just obviously edged him out today. I think that's going to be the case for the next little bit. But it's a, it's that good option to play at six or seven who can bat and give you a few overs as well. DJ, how about you? You know, what is your thought? Some of the other players we've mentioned that obviously didn't show up in the eleven against Mumbai today were Amit Mishra, Hanuma Vihari. And then there's some of the younger guys, Ankush Baines, Manjot Kalra. And then obviously, as Varun mentioned, Sandeep Lamachani. So is, is this the right 11 for you? So I see the two spots that are come, going to come under threat are going to be Kimo Paul's spot. Because um, I think Chris Morris will come in for him, uh, just being the more experienced. And he's a big hitter as well, remember that. So unless Kimo does something amazing before Morris joins the Delhi Capitals, I think his spot is going to be under scrutiny. And Akshar Patel, I think, is going to be the other one with Amit Mishra not playing and Lami Chane not playing. I would rather play Lami Chane than Akshar as I don't see the utility of a finger spinner. And we saw how many runs he went for today, right? And before he got a wicket for of Hardik. But, I mean, Yuvraj just took him to the cleaners in that one over. And I don't think he adds enough, so to speak. And Lami Chane, as Varun said, has been doing really well all over the world and He's a little bit of an icon in the T20 world at the moment. And we've got him and I can't see why we're not unleashing him on the on the IPL. And he did really well when he played last year as well. So I think I'm a little disappointed at that. Um, Tewati, I think, has done really well. So I, I'd keep him. His catching is very good. So he seems like a decent shout there as well. Um, so those are those are my few thoughts on the squad. I think I'm generally okay with it. As, as you said, I don't, th- I, I don't see Colin Munro coming in anytime soon at the top of the order, unless there's an injury. And Shikhar, I think, was just brilliant. And we've got him for just the right role to kind of anchor the innings and just pace it while you've got these massive hitters around him. And everyone else can bat around him. Yeah, thanks. I think insightful and lots of lots of good discussion there. I think from my perspective, the only thing I feel a little bit differently to you guys is... So, what we noticed from both sides today is Mumbai also left out Markande. And that was a surprise for me. As we were going in, they chose to play the young 17-year-old quick bowler, Salam. But so, that, so I think it was obviously something to do with the pitch. You could see from the cameras too that it was very green. So in, Delhi went with three full-time quick bowlers and Mumbai had four actually, if you include Ben Cutting. So from, from my perspective, I agree with you guys that Lami Chana needs to play. I think if you bring him in at the cost of an Akshar Patel, then your six and seven get weak, right? From a batting standpoint, you don't have key, you know, Kimo Paul would lose the overseas slot and then Akshar Patel, you know, if you don't have a finger spinner. So the reason those two players slot in at six and seven is because their ability to bat. So for me, actually, I think unless something drastically changes, I imagine Trent Bolt actually is going to lose his spot. Uh, he went it over 10 runs and over today. Looks, has for the last few years looked a bit shaky in T20 cricket. I mean, he's an absolute beast in, the, in test match cricket, but has not quite looked that strong in T20 cricket. For me, the bowlers will be, I think Ishant is going to keep a spot, at least for the next little bit. Rabada comes in uh, or keeps a spot as a quick bowler. Lamichane comes in for Trent Bolt, and then you keep Tevatia. Yeah, so you've got your two spin options. That allows you to play Kimo Paul slash Chris Morris, and then it allows you to be flexible with Akshar Patel. You know, let's remember, Colin Ingram can bowl a few overs too, and he can be that kind of part-time off spinner, uh, finger spinner. So you don't necessarily need Akshar Patel to play that role. All right, guys. Varun, next match is against Chennai Super Kings. So two victorious sides from the early start of the tournament. Delhi doesn't have a great record against Chennai. I mean, to be honest, most sides don't have a great record against Chennai, just given how successful they've been. What, how are you feeling that one will go? Predictions and what would you do to the side? 
I think uh, Chennai will take it. I think no doubt in uh, admitting that. And I just hope that Delhi is in this tournament throughout, right? I think the aim should be to end at number four. And for that, you need to pick who you're trying to beat. I think against Chennai, you you, you got to be taking the experience more than anything else. There's such an experienced side. Um, I personally don't think there's going to be too many changes to this. I think what you actually said is correct. I think Bolt and uh, Lamichani are the ones who are going to have to swap. Yeah. And depending on the pitch, it's, I don't know if it's in Chennai, I think. Bolt it's in Delhi. It's at the Kotla. Okay, it's at the Kotla. So, yeah, I think I think that could be the only change. Got it. DJ, what's your prediction for that game? So, I think it'll be... I think it, Chennai will take it again just because of experience. But I think it'll be a close game. Delhi will be looking forward to playing at home. Um, I'm hopeful for Delhi. I am I mean, Pant is obviously in good form. Ayer looked good while he in the short time that he was there. Prithvi Shaw looked fantastic as well for the very short time that he was there. Shikhar looked great. I see the batting doing well. Where I think we're going to struggle a little bit is um, with the bowling towards the end. We saw, as you as you said, rightly said, actually, Trent Bolt just seems to lose the plot a little bit, and he doesn't kind of seem to know how to get wickets in T Twenty cricket. He's a, he's an amazing Test bowler, but he keeps sliding it down the leg side again and again, and it doesn't really swing for him as well. I say I don't know whether it has to do with dew or something else, but you haven't seen him get that kind of success that he's had in One Day cricket as well as Test cricket and T Twenty cricket. Um, the the only thing I'd like to actually see is if we are playing I genuinely think Amit Mishra and um, Amit Mishra should play instead of Akshar Patel because they probably bring the same level of batting. I don't see Amit Mishra being a worse batsman. He's got a test 50. He actually Varun once confused him for Sachin if you remember earlier on the podcast Varun did say that. Yeah. At the Oval, right? When 2011. At the Oval, I I was watching from far and I thought such a dead shot and it was actually Amit Mishra. <laughs> yeah, so Mishra is a competent batsman. I don't think Akshar Patel actually adds that much. And Mishra is an amazing bowler in T20 cricket. He's got, I think he's got two hat-tricks in IPL games. Yeah. Uh, three maybe. Even, maybe, maybe even three. Yeah, I, I, three he's yeah. an amazing T20 bowler. And I think he should play instead of Akshar Patel. That would be the one change I would make. So an Indian swap for an Indian, an Indian spinner for an Indian spinner. And then I think you are right that if Lamichani has to play, he will he might take bold spot and either Morris will play instead or Kimo Paul will play, play. So, but Morris isn't here yet. So, I think Kimo Paul plays for the next one. If we have to get Lamichani in, it depends on the track and it's going to be in Delhi, which has taken turn previously and it's quite a difficult place to bat. So, you might see him instead of Bolt. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the only my only thought on that one is it's probably being a little bit harsh on. Akshar Patel's batting abilities and a little bit generous to Amit Mishra's. I mean, Akshar average is 39, almost 40 in in first-class cricket and 22, 23 in T20s. Mishra average is 21 in first-class cricket and 13 in T20s. And it's worth noting in Akshar, in, across 84 innings in T20s, he strikes at also about 130. So, didn't do well today, but I think they've obviously seen him more in the role of an all-rounder than just a spinner. I think if he was just picking an out-and-out spinner, he wouldn't make the cut. So, something to think about. Yeah, but I guess you've got to weigh up the runs that he's going to score against the runs he's going to give away and the wickets he's going Absolutely. to take. Right? Yeah. So that's the only toss-up that I would see. Absolutely. And if it comes down to the those two, I don't think the, the game is going our way anyway. Uh, all right, guys. Great summary. Good discussion about Delhi. The last thing I want to chat is just get from you guys at the end of three days, the first episode during the IPL, a little bit about your perspective on fantasy cricket and the some tips. So the big scorers so far were 
Harbhajan Singh in the first game. And then you had Rishabh Pant and Andre Russell. And then obviously some good contributions by Nitish Rana, Yuvraj Singh, etc. So, DJ, let's start with you. What's your one tip or a piece of advice on fantasy cricket? Thanks for starting with me. My only tip would be don't ever pick any players that I have in my fantasy team. I'm currently, <laughs> I think I'm currently 44th out of 48 people in the Edges and Sledges league. So, I think this is genuinely been my my worst start ever in fantasy i've only got points for players participating i think bumra taking a wicket was my first points for any wickets and uh, no, none of my players have scored more than 7 runs i think prithvi shaw scored 7 so please don't do anything that i'm doing is would would be my number one tip so i'm actually 34th as well so maybe i should skip myself and go to arman varun who's 8th in the edges and sledges league so out of 48 so first off seven of our listeners are beating us so that's always the reason we say this is the the fan take on cricket right we don't claim to be experts anymore than any of the rest of you guys so really great stuff by the top seven players so far but number 8 what is your tip for success i don't know my my tip is i think this is this is a different season so i'm also figuring it out as we go it's a different rules i think all of us are very disappointed with the with the overall dream 11 and bcci collaboration we're used to a much more intense fantasy season so all i'll say is try to watch um the games for the first week or so try to get a sense of who is definitely going to play and keep them in your team um also remember that uh, people who are, have some sort of a dual role like whether you're a wicket keeper batsman or an all-rounder or a part-time bowler i think you've got maximum chances or, there or tevatia who apparently can take four, four catches, catches in the outfield and, and got as many points as rishabh pant apparently for hitting 78 of 27 <laughs> um so the the scoring system is a little bit messed up this time so just keep active keep watching how um, how it's going and yeah on fantasy i do i definitely want to call out that i think somebody asked rashid khan i can't remember who asked It was uh, it was Sanjay Mantra. It was Murli Karthik, I think. Yeah, somebody put himself in yeah. your team. No, they said, "Do you play fantasy?" And Rashid was like, "No, I uh, play the real uh, thing." I mean, I'm the subject <laughs> of fantasy. <laughs> yeah, like I'm the subject of fantasy. Then they're like, "Okay, if you were playing fantasy, would you put yourself in the team?" He's like, "Well, if you're asking me hypothetical dumb questions, then yes, I would pick myself and I'd open the batting and open the bowling." <laughs> so when I guess, my, when I got out, I take my bat and I'd go home. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Why do I have to stay there? So, all right, yeah. I mean, just to wrap up, I, I don't know if I should be giving tips from thirty fourth, but let's hope that doesn't last. Uh, you know, my my quick point of view is don't write off the older guys, and I've said this many years, and I still continue to write off the older guys. But I don't think in my wildest dreams I would have picked Harbhajan Singh, and then obviously three and you did, Varun. Yeah. So, but three wickets and man of the match. So you know, don't don't write off the older guys. And that is completely backfired on me. I picked picked Watto as my vice captain and Sunil Narine as my captain. Narine didn't bat, didn't take a wicket, got smashed. Watto got a duck and two catches. And might I also add, DJ, just just for your benefit, in our own private league, uh, I think out of twenty people, I'm I am number three. So, hashtag consistency is key. Let's see. Let's see if it stays up. Three games into fifty-six. Lots, lots, and lots to left to go. So we'll see how that goes. All right. That brings us to the end of episode fifty-two of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us, for listening, for sending in your questions. We love interacting with you on Twitter. Send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at one tip one hand. The number one tip, the number one hand. And you know, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts: Apple Podcast, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. We really enjoy hearing from you. Join us back for the next uh, for next week's episode when we'll be deep diving into another IPL team and obviously recapping everything that's happened in the the week since then. 
So again, thanks for listening and we will see you next week. Hello, 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 everybody. It's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On What the Hell Navya, Jaya Bachchan, Shwetananda and Navya herself dish out stories from their childhood. They discuss tough love between parents and their kids. On Pesa Vesa, Anupam talks to Baman Irani, President-elect Kredai, and Chairman and MD at Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shad Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a padyatra. On The Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled but must be beautifully managed. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi, senior ambassador of the TEDx program and curator of TEDx Gateway. They discuss the origin story of TED and its franchise model. Guys, go to our website, ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store, also links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVM Podcast. Also, do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya, and on our show, Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.